Hey everyone, this is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Andrew. And this is Jack, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. There we go. So let me just say, since we did two episodes already. Okay. Personally, I've already gotten a load of emails, I've gotten text messages, phone calls, and um, the first question that everyone's been asking is, when are we going to do this live? So I was thinking the best thing to do would be live, nude, the only podcast that matters. So I'm just curious, how much would we have to get paid for you guys to sit there naked at a table and we do this like in an auditorium somewhere? Come on, seriously? <laughs> for free. What it be? <laughs> I take $2 bills. You know what's <laughs> Brian, it's one thing day. to be proud; it's another thing to just brag. <laughs> oh, I mean, listen, listen, me. listen! If that's what you want to give it away, you as long <laughs> as they don't mistake anything for a cord for the microphone, because it's not a cord. Oh, really? <laughs> it, it will record. I don't know about that. When I tell it to, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sandwiches. <laughs> uh, oh, Christ! <laughs> Nicely said. All, All right. right. So. so anyway, yeah, that's been a big question. So, how much money would I have to take, Jack? How much would you have to be paid to actually sit up on stage naked and have this conversation with us? Uh, what's my credit card bill this month? <laughs> um, <laughs> this month? So far, I'm working, yeah, with you, of course. Um, <laughs> bullshit. Uh, nice. I'm good with... Your personal fee. We're not talking about a group 850 fee. $850. $850 right. to do it? Yeah. What would you have to do to sit naked? I was going to say a grand. Really? Yeah. $1,000 you sit up on stage naked? Is We'd have to do it. We'd only have to do it for an hour. Uh, not like mean. it matters because, uh, you know, we live in the camera phone era, so it doesn't really matter how long we're sitting naked in front of everybody. Exactly. Everyone will see it. I mean, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yep. As long as I don't have to fucking spread my legs and play with myself, it's fine. I'm no, going it's, to. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> we put the apes away. No, yeah, no one's, no one's going to pay for that. <laughs> no, I know. Nope. We can leave the tea and the oil so midget sure in the dressing room. Yeah, <laughs> don't sit in gum, yes. though, because that, that's a bitch to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nothing worse than gum. This should all a, be safe. This should have been safe for sex, guys. Come yeah. on now. You're getting ahead of us. Well, no, this, all right. This so doesn't we'll, have anything to do with sex. No. Yeah. It could. Besides. Well, if Brandon Not really. Yeah. Looking at naked no, guys I'm sure Brandon's been in an auditorium somewhere with the gum on his ass. I don't know how it's happened, but I'm sure it's happened somehow. That <laughs> wasn't gum. It rhymes with gum. Thank you. But I'm going to retract my previous statement. I'm not going to do this for free. Uh, You're going to pay them to let yes. <laughs> <laughs> It was Keith Ledger who said in The Dark Knight, if you're good at something, never, never, never do, do it, it for free. free. So uh, I'm going to call it uh, $70,000. Jesus. Pay off my for an hour? Loans, and I'll sit with you for an hour. Pay off his naked. college loans. So yeah. that, that makes sense. That, yeah. That's all what right. I want. If that's No, yeah. if we're going with loan style, I'll do 10 because I'll pay off all my loans. We're talking about one hour of life. And, you know, this could lead to bigger and better events depending on our physique. Yeah, one hour of embarrassment for those people who are not fit. <sighs> Whatever. Hey, that's... Eat a fucking salad once in a while. <laughs> I do. Eat an unfried Me salad yes. once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> salad. Deep fried lettuce. Mm. Oh yeah, southern yeah. style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Salads at KFC aren't real salads. <laughs> no, no, they're not. At that point, nor are well they at Popeyes. Hey, hey, he's the one who Ryan over there is the one who introduced me to Popeyes, so I don't want to yeah. hear it. Yeah, you did. Hey, that man. is untrue. I love bullshit. Some back. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to another episode of the only podcast that matters where we curse and scream at each other. <laughs> so the main focus of this particular episode is we're going to talk quite a bit about music. So if you're a music hater, in other words, if you like a lot of the stuff on American Idol, please tune out. Because we're not fans of it, really. Exactly. I mean, uh, uh, all right, well, I'll start to off. To say so we're not fans is an understatement. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say I want Ryan Seacrest's uh, Seacrest? Seacrest head on my fucking you. wall that, you know, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> there we go. Jack's Let's start over. Let's start official. over. It's official now. Jack's cursing. I want his head on my wall. That's all. <laughs> you want his head where? On <laughs> <laughs> your balls? balls? What's yeah. that? Yeah, Seacrest and yeah. Gaga and who else? Mm. Where can we get up there? Little Wayne. Oh, please. Yes. Yeah. Do you know there's best, a face... Well, best rapper alive. I saw that so down in the say. boardwalk last week. Free Wheezy. Like, really? There's a, there's a fucking face group, Facebook group dedicated to uh, trying to get his jail time shortened. Oh, because, yeah, we need him back out on the streets. Because... Mm, we, yeah. And the sad, part is, all right, the sad part is people have actually left comments on there going, I hate the English on this site because no one knows how, proper, how to use proper grammar. And number two, it's like, if you did the crime, you do the time. Absolutely. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need another one. We need him back on the streets to do another song about lollipops in auto tune. And, yeah, and try to play the need. guitar. 
Yeah. And try to play a guitar. Now. And use the robot voice. Yes. Yeah. Robot voice. Million dollar song idea. Robot voice. Stupid dance. Dumbass rap song. We could do that right now. We could. Mm-hmm. Right we now. could. We have the median. We could. Where's that vocoder that uh, Joe was looking at? Uh, he didn't buy it yet. Damn it. Right. <laughs> but anyway. Tell him to hurry up. We need our fortune. <laughs> because we can't keep doing nude podcasts. Yeah, it, it gets old. Uh, I don't we know get old. That. Anyway, back to our our musical interests. Um, I guess I'll start off as they were all joking about it in the last two podcasts. The fact that I like metal music, and I'm not. Yeah, what? you love metal music. Right, fuck you. I you love, live for. I, it. You I are live, metal I, music. I, I, it is your lifeblood. It is. It truly... You proposed to your wife in a graveyard in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really. What? Anybody out there able to beat that? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I challenge. think so. <laughs> <laughs> now the funny thing is you're going to have YouTube videos popping up of people trying to do something more outlandish than what you did. Mm. Like actually popping just out of graves. Yeah. Popping no, out of graves. <laughs> with just the ring in their hand. Yes. <laughs> no. Brains. Brains. Rings. A rose in one hand and an engagement ring in the other. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah, I, I definitely do live for the, the metal genre and all its subgenres, except for when it really gets mainstream. Except for new metal. Anymore today. New yeah. metal can't be tolerated. The mainstream stuff. Like, it, cause it's not even new metal anymore. Now it's uh, the one band is called The Job for a Cowboy, which I think is the dumbest. Ugh. Yeah, the dumbest name for a metal band ever, aside from like The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. yeah they actually That's you, not metal, that's mallcore. Exactly, Absolutely. and for those of you who don't know, Mallcore is simply what it sounds like. It's music d- d- that is of a heavy- heavier genre, dedicated to the kids that walk around the mall and want to be rebellious from their parents. And Jesus, yeah. and really? Jesus, and, 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 and it's the stuff that Hot product. Topic puts out, which is which is a job for Mallcore death metal that, or or anything like that. Anytime you can put that adjective in front of it, it it's horrible, absolutely yeah, horrible. Bad news, people. You know, like I, I mean, that's what. You know, what? young kids today, I mean, they're a bunch of fucking idiots. I'm sorry. And they listen to all this, like, you know, I, I can't go to the mall and look at these kids as I just all get arrested for, you know, beating the battery. Up. And you'll throw up looking at all the bright colors on the metal band's shirts. Yeah, no, it's, it's disgusting. Who, metal bands. Metal is no longer black. It's pastel. No, yes. And I can't stand it. I mean, it's like, like a fucking kindergartner's for, drawing on some of them. Exactly. You know? Oh, my God. They brought it. I was actually, uh, my wife and Ryan, actually, were we were all at the mall. And, uh... It was one kid that was going up the escalator, and he had a shirt on for a band called the uh, August Burns Red, and it, it looked like it was a you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shirt from the eighties. What the fuck? Are, are you trying to be retro or what? And if you are, you're doing it wrong. Just trying to be cool. It's stupid. Anyway, it's but, cool to wear pastel. Oh god! And have pink laces on your and have white a, and blue sneakers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, you know, attractive. It, yeah. It's almost like. Because back in, like, I'd say, like, the early 2000s, even the 90s, like, if you were a geek, you were a computer geek, and all you played is fucking games on your computer and, like, MMORPGs and stuff like that, you listen to fucking, like, Rammstein and heavy techno techno metal and stuff like that. That's what's becoming popular, and I can't fucking stand it. It, it, it's it's horrible death metal guys who just literally play the same chords over and over again with a triggered drum beat. If it's even chords, it's normally just chucking riffs that yeah, are on seven down, str- yeah. two steps below. Yeah, and seven string guitars. It's like it's like corn, just dreadful to the it's nth degree. Intelligible screaming. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. you listen to it, like the lyrics are so important. The words. Yeah. Then the lyrics are so important that they're actually lyrics, just right growls like I mean, it's the it. pig. The pig squeal, scream. The pig squeal. I should say. When did that become a lyric? I mean, I've I've listened to death metal for quite a few years or now. style even. Yeah, because there's nothing. I mean, there's always like Cannibal Corpse came impressive. out, and they're they like when Chris Barnes was the singer for Cannibal Corpse, he was actually rated as one of the lowest possible singing voices, growling, I should say, ever, ever, mm. and he pretty much still is. Now these kids have fucking you know Pro Tools and all these programs that they can use to deepen their voice and make auto-tune. them sound. Is it auto tune? As long as you select, I would think a lower pitch. You could I probably auto tune anybody. Probably could. I mean, because anytime someone brings up auto tune, they automatically think Wheezy, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. but you know, I I can't stand it. I really can't stand it. It's like people, and like you, you and then it's the fans too. Because like I, I'll give it to the bands because they go out and they make this music and like they get successful because they got these record deals and they go tour countries and whatever. I'm not hating on the fact that they're making music and they're touring. I'm hating their fans. I can't stand their fans. Yeah, it's easily the They're worst. They're responsible for all the success. It's, just, it's like is Chris brought like, up a point one time when we were talking at his job. It's like you know the Yankees are a great, great team. You know they used to be at least until Steinbrenner, you know, 
basically made an all-star team out of them. Don't mm. even get me started. Yeah, that's another mm. cast. But the fans are the people I hate. It's you know these Puerto Rican, not to be racist or anything, but it's it. You know, but no, but seriously, think about that. You get these guys like the Puerto Rican parade, and that's all you see is like their flags. You know, the Puerto Rican flags and then the giant fucking Yankee symbol right behind it. It's like, oh, God yeah. damn, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't watch baseball, so I can't judge on any team. I really don't. You know, I watch hockey, A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and you can still pick on baseball being a hockey fan. Yeah. I'm all right with it, though, because you know what? At least it's the National Hockey League. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the Stanley Cup. Yeah, not the World Series. Not the World Series. Yeah. Hey, guess what, everybody? The whole world doesn't there's, play baseball. Yeah. We do, and there's, what, mm-hmm. one team in Canada? And Japanese, that's it. The Japanese. Yeah, but they don't play against us. No, not yeah. against us. No. Well, then that's the point. The World Series. New York Yankees, world champions. Bullshit. Yeah. They're the national champions because they didn't play against the whole world. Bring Spain or Japan over there and have them play us. And then exactly. we can say. Uh, yeah, now, absolutely. the, the World Cup, which is hot right now. That makes sense because the whole world's playing soccer. Yeah, at least mm-hmm. yeah. that is true. How many yeah. countries were there? Uh, 64? Or 32? Uh, I believe so. 32. 32, 32 right? Yeah. yeah. I know it's in brackets of yeah, eight. So you have to qualify so not every country makes it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So, but that's, you know, that, that's my take. I like metal and I hate this new genre of metal that's going around right now. I, I prefer bands like, you know, the classic metal like Priest and Maiden and uh, even even bands like today like Opeth. If you don't know, go buy their Damnation album, which I find funny. Anyone who doesn't know Opeth, I automatically tell them to buy the Damnation album because it's softer. <laughs> and there's well, no growling. It's more accessible, that's it, for sure. Very much more accessible than anyone, you know. You know, Jack even. I know Jack doesn't listen to all the growling stuff. I'd tell him to go buy that because they don't growl in it. You know, That's, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, Chris and I have had a conversation a lot at work where we thought like the last big hurrah for heavy metal was 1991. Like ever since then, I've felt this like pre-grunge. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I saw like a VH1 special one time or somewhere else where I heard Metallica, Skid Row, and Guns N' Roses all came out with their last. You know, well, not for Metallica, but like their. They're big albums, like the ones that really like. Well, lose, the use your illusion was ninety two. No, it was ninety one. No, it was ninety one. Fall ninety one. They all came out like within right. weeks of okay, each other. Right. They all like, um, they all had the Billboard top. They were in the Billboard top three, and that was kind of like as big as they continued to be for the next couple of years. That was kind of it, because Rob Halford, I believe, left Judas Priest in nineteen ninety one, and like right around there, yeah, yeah pretty like, much. It they just, got Ripper Owen though, right? Who they is did, an amazing vocalist? Yeah. He is, but it's still not. That's the thing. Yeah, when, it's not when you're a singer. Yeah, Priest and Halford it's never the same. Like, you know. Same thing with Bruce Dickinson leaving Maiden in 90, 93. And they, they got Blaze Bailey in. Oh, and he's not. He is a good vocalist, but yeah. he's obviously not anywhere he's near not Bruce. the vocalist that yeah. Bruce Dickinson yeah. is. And he just didn't deliver the Bruce Dickinson songs. I feel he didn't deliver the Bruce Dickinson songs. Being the Maiden With the same level of quality. Oh, definitely. I mean, the songs were still good. The two albums they did with him were good, they weren't great. They had their standout moments, but it's just not the same thing. It just wasn't as it just wasn't as intense. Or let me say it was intense on a different level, but I appreciate the intensity of a really epic operatic singer like Bruce Dickinson way more than I did the Blaze Bailey years. So But yeah, that's the thing. It's it's as if everybody Everybody there was almost a quit. fallout, yeah, from hard it was rock. It was in the early for, to mid '90s. You know, that was pretty much the beginning of the end for for rock, wasn't it? What's been good after that? Oh, definitely. Well, that's the weird I mean, thing is that like people Jack look said, at it after Guns N' Roses had their their last great album, and then you know, which is same time Metallica had their biggest album at the time. Yeah. yeah, Bon Jovi has their last good album in '95, and after that, yeah. you know, like yeah. that, what's what's listenable? It just now? falls apart. Well, yeah. that's the thing when you talk to people as far as music being. Especially rock music being too commercial, too poppy. A lot of people be like, "Well, grunge is when music got back on track." What well, was there was nothing wrong with music prior to that. There were just like there are in any genre or any scene or whatever's going on commercially in the top forty, the top two hundred, whatever. There are always bands that are going to be too much or too over the top, or take what's good about other bands, rip it off, and you know it's going to be used to the point where everyone's going to get tired of it. Absolutely. You yeah. know, I mean, something had to kill hair off. metal. Those bands. Well, that's the thing. There, there are bands who people got tired of really quickly because it was almost like too over the top. Yeah. Like that's why you know, unfortunately, a band like Winger, who is a very competent band and who I personally enjoy, you know, got ripped on on Beavis and Butthead because you know Stewart wore the Winger shirt and he was a dork. So you know, <laughs> or you know, like when Cherry Pie came out and everybody looks at that at that as like the worst offender of all '80s rock anthems, even though it came out in 1990, yeah, 91, 92. You can't fault the subject matter, though. It is no, not at all. No, no. no, no, no. When is it not cool to sing songs about women? 
Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I don't They've understand. They've been doing it since the fucking start of music. Yeah, exactly. You know, every, as as lyrics. every Robert Johnson song was about a woman. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that guy got around too. So what difference does it make if fans are doing it <laughs> with louder guitars and playing in arenas and all that other stuff? That's what I didn't no. understand. Every a journey's made a career out of you know Singing making love women. songs. Yeah. And they write a great love song. You know, Where, you can't really that. I'm pretty sure Def Leppard's had a few. Well that's the thing. It's oh, like they favorite? get classified yeah. as heavy yeah, metal. You. Yeah, you love the Def Leppard. I, I, I know can. you do. No, I love Def Leppard. I don't understand passionately. Well since since he loves something, we're gonna go to him next. We're gonna go you know, Chris over here. Yeah, you. Oh, okay. This guy, yeah, yeah. This, this guy, ready? See, and I purposely promised myself that I wouldn't talk that much during this one, and we had to talk about music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you've made Cheers it through the first yeah. two hours, <laughs> then certainly you know I talk a hell of a lot. And I spent this afternoon out at lunch with a friend and basically talked the entire time. But I was asked yeah. to. Even still, though, I was thinking, Jesus, yeah, this poor person's much. never going to get to say a word. <laughs> I'm going to dominate the whole conversation. So I purposely wanted to not talk too much in this broadcast because I felt kind of guilty about. You know, overtaking the conversation earlier. It wasn't even a conversation. It was pretty one-sided with me basically talking about anything, whatever was on my mind. Yeah, pretty much like a podcast. But as far, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, it's, it was basically all three of these episodes lumped together. Pretty much. So you and I both say pretty much a lot. We I have do. to say our verbal ticks listening back to the first two episodes and having to edit them. And mix them and everything extensively. Else. Uh, <laughs> we always say pretty much. We all say absolutely. Uh, yeah. We say anyway a lot. We say oh a lot, like I just did. Yeah, and Andrew and I have this. that stuff off. Yeah, yeah I think so. It's stop. I think so. And Andrew <laughs> yeah. and I have this amazing thing. It's actually not. It's pretty effeminate. Where at the end of every laugh, you know what I'm talking about? We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really lame. That's it that really awkward is. thing where you don't have anything else to laugh about. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, so what do we sorry. say now? Yeah. That's almost like yeah. the gasp where we run out of air from laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to tack in huh, on the end right. of it. Right. That's our period. It is pretty lame. <laughs> Gross. That's a little shorter than a period. <laughs> so I'm told. Gross, Andrew. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just a big hard rock fan overall. I mean, I just personally like rock and roll from all eras, from the 50s forward. There's always something. I think you, you need to see dig his deeper. his CD collection. It's ginormous. It, it's it, it extensive. Is it the best word? Shame. He does. <laughs> he truly it really does. does. Oh, you don't have it in the stock, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have three versions of it. Yeah, even if you guys don't have it. I have the one from I Japan, the special edition, the one with the DVD in it, the one that has the lyrics in it, the one that, you know. I have yeah. so many. Yeah, you do have a lot of imports. I see a lot of Japanese writing in your CD case. I do have a hell of a yeah. lot. It's awesome, though. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm a fan. You are <laughs> a fan. I am a fan. You're a super fan. I, and I, I believe am a collector. You... I, have, I have so many multiple formats of the same album. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I bought the, like, the Dance of Death, the 2003 Iron Maiden album. I bought the Japanese version. You know why? I came with a poster. <laughs> That's it? $30 later, I got a poster. That's like <laughs> 7 by 11. Not all that impressive. That's what I mean. Just dumb. Where I was just like, ooh, look at that. Someone's got that on eBay. Well, I have to buy it. <laughs> and now someone else is bidding on it. So I really need to buy it. Someone else out there wants it. I need to have it. No, my collection is pretty insane. Yeah. But I'm just a big rock fan in general. And while I do enjoy all different types of music... I just really, what really, you know, fuels my engine and what I really enjoy on a daily basis is just good rock music. And rock not, not Nickelback. No, oh, I said Nickel good rock, rock music. <laughs> Here are my favorite bands. I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I want my nickel back. Yeah. <laughs> my nickel and the other thirteen ninety five. One Dark Horse CD later. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, so it's the beginning of the end. Ugh. So anyway, no, all my favorite bands are pretty much hard rock, heavy metal bands anyway. My favorites are all are Def Leppard, Iron Maiden, The Wild Hearts, Oasis. If you haven't heard of The Wild Hearts, I recommend you go get one of their CDs at least because they're pretty uh, right ambiguous. They are very actually. awesome. Yeah. yeah, They're pretty yeah. ambiguous with their sound. I think a, a, even a heavy metal guy could go for their... Oh, definitely. Yeah, you get the right album. You can get a good amount of them on iTunes. Unfortunately, a lot of their CDs are out of print in the U.S., but you know you can still get them if you buy anything from the U.K. or Europe or Japan. But I couldn't even tell you where to start. <laughs> there's just they just have a lot of great albums. When you have a song named named "Shut Your Fucking Mouth and Use Your Fucking Brain," uh, uh, classic. Yeah, the instant. <laughs> right up there with Lake of Piss. <laughs> That's gotta get you to at least listen to it. You Greetings see the song from title Greetings from Shitsville. Yes. Yeah. No, aside from that, they have a lot of very non-vulgar songs, which is yeah. really, really awesome. <laughs> Vanilla Radio, I Want to Go Where the People Go. 
Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch is a great song. <laughs> yeah, we can go on for hours. We can name, really go name on. Name their catalog. And Andrew wasn't even too much of a fan, but he actually went with us um, to see them live, and he really, really enjoyed oh, it. Oh, the singer, so. uh, what's his name? Ginger. Ginger is, is brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, he, he's What a brilliant showman. And he's hilarious. He, he really is. And he is. lives in New York, so we got to get him on here sometime. Oh, that'd be amazing. We'll have, we'll have Ginger cast. Yeah, that'd be fucking and amazing. And we'll get him on the show to talk about whatever, because the guy's survived. He's, you just he, have to mind the heavy British accent. <laughs> Oh, but, it's great, but it's that. a northern accent, so it's great because it's like a cross between Irish and British. Yeah, so it's really and Scottish, which it's is this awesome. weird yeah, hybrid. Is. That really is awomeness rolled into one. Dude, entity. he's fucking. It really hilarious. is. His, and you need to see. I've I've slowly got Ryan into the Wild Hearts, and I've been trying. <laughs> for some reason, I can't get Jack into them because because every disc I make I for honestly him doesn't think it's play. my radio. <laughs> it's nothing with your CD. It's, it's got to be damn radio that spits every CD out. Or you know. Like last week when I had the problem with the Iron Maiden CD. It actually was the disc, but I almost threw the C- my stereo out the I window. I believe it. I know, because you know, I've tried like hell to get you to listen to the Wild Hearts. Ryan's coming around. I've actually heard, played I mean, some of Ginger's solo stuff I've for Ryan, and Ryan really dug it yeah. just actually, as much as the Wild Hearts. It's just as enjoyable as the Wild Hearts stuff, Ginger's solo stuff. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from what I've heard, they're great. I mean, I was in the car with you a couple times. It is. Driving oh. that, and it's it's just catchy rock. Yeah. And it's really hard. It needs, it's, you know. The best way I can sum it up is a cross between Cheap Trick and Metallica, in oh, that it can yeah. be really heavy and at the same time be really catchy. Cheap Trick's one of my favorites as well, That's by what the I'm way. That's listening to right now. The Ramones. Just I mean, brilliant. <laughs> if it's just catchy rock music, I'm just all over it. But that was my thing. I mean, the way I look at it, I was having this discussion with someone the other day as far as the radio, because we're talking about doing the podcast and all that. It was suggested to me because in the workplace where I was, we did use a walkie system and. I was told a few times that I have a good radio voice, and uh, it's up for you all to decide based I'll on how that. well you can tolerate <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. And, I believe that. Yeah. And <laughs> it's sexy, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of dragging out. Yeah, yeah. but those will get more comfortable. And um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. uh, you were more cheery much. on the radio than you are now, though. Yeah, very. Very polite, very cheery, very upbeat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I have like canned phrases I would use. I would always deliver yeah. things with the same. I'm not going to use them here because. Oh would, yeah. Then you'll probably find out which shoes. It'll it'll narrow it down. But on top of that, I think people have heard them enough over time that they're going to be like, oh, oh, "Is he really? Right. Is he really putting this?" <laughs> <laughs> well, getting back on track, I had said that I would have been interested in doing radio because this friend of mine was trying to encourage me to do radio. Oh, you should check out, do a college radio station if you take classes or something like that. And I thought about it, but it's difficult because when I was growing up in the 80s, and I was born in 81, so... You do the math. the proper age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is 2010, in case there are beings from the future listening to this who found this in a... <laughs> or beings from the past, for that matter. Maybe. <laughs> okay. When I was old enough to actually dial a radio because we had radios with dials on them back then (laughs) even on our walkmans it was a cassette deck with a radio on it with a dial oh man you just (laughs) did yourself (laughs) i really really did but it was such a fantastic time i think because it was really the great maybe the 90s to a degree Mm. but i mean i don't know anybody these days Anybody young, let's say anybody who, the, the music buying public at large, let's say teenagers, people in their 20s, who primarily discover music through the radio. You know, a lot of people either, unless, you know, there's a lot of word of mouth, sh- there's a I, I lot guess, of websites I guess you would say, websites I, I don't want to call it shelter. the radio was tolerable, I would say so, back when we were a little bit younger, when K-Rock well, you played music and... Well, you would tune into like the radio. That. You yeah. would listen to the radio. Even Absolutely. when I was driving, you yeah. put the radio yeah. on in your yeah, car. Yeah, because yeah. that was before... CDs were really, really popular. That's that was your only option, really. You know, you had your yeah. Oh God, everything. Yeah. But, I had you know you it was no radio in the car. Mixed radio tapes. was pretty much your only mixed choice. Tapes. Well, see, that's a good yeah. thing. Even with modern technology, there's still the concept of the mixtape. In mm-hmm. in as much as in the 80s, you had the mixtape. Which what better way to tell a girl you had a crush on her than make her a mixtape? Oh yeah, love songs. Now you have exactly. to make her an iPod playlist. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's where I'm going with it. You started with the mixtape. It eventually became a Burn mixed CDs. CDR. And now it's the playlist, so you can still. Yeah, I mean, you can. You can obviously burn. Send it, a like, message. Like, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, you baby, you want to put this playlist. on your iPod? Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, you do. You exactly. want to listen to this and think of me, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so thankfully, that will always exist. But you, except everything on my playlist is going to be like, I love you. Be like demons fighting on the CD. If that doesn't say love, I don't know what does. Every song sounds like someone throwing up. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. this party? <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't hear you. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, but when I was a kid, I would listen to the radio, and you heard—I mean, it was '80s radio. So you had the real top forty stuff, like say Michael Jackson, Duran Duran. I mean, a thousand '80s the, up there the cars. Too. Well, later in the '80s, yeah. Okay. I mean, when I was listening to the radio, I got my first boombox. Let's see, it was in first grade, so I was six. Oh, you're lucky. So that's going to be 1987. So that's right around the time Hysteria came out. The ultimate Def Leppard album came out. Absolutely. And that had seven singles off of it. There was always one of them on the radio. And at that time, you had bands like Motley Crue who were also on the radio. And Bon Jovi was big. Bon Jovi time. was on the radio. Yes. I mean, yeah. Slippery yeah. One Wet had come out. Slippery One Wet came out in 86. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey came out in 88. Yep. Yeah. So there was just uh, there was rock music on the radio. The top forty was rock bands. Yeah, and, you know, and decent rock bands. Exactly, like, and that's like the, the last hair metal time stuff. that's really gone by. But well, bands who were bands, bands who actually had played together and kind of in grown up small, together. I mean, for clubs. as much as I'm not a fan of Bon Jovi, at least well, post nineteen ninety five, anything they've done since these days is. Uh, uh, these days was fantastic. Sure, these days was, was great. Liberal garbage. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not even going to say it's liberal. He's it's released. Just, well, it was country, and it is. Then it was. It's either it's my country or it's respawn backstreet times. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's I don't want to step in line. I don't want to get a job. I don't want to live like you. Yeah, well, you're rich in 45, so you know what? You're not going to. Excuse me. I need to make a quotation. With the job I currently have, the owner of the company lives by Bon Jovi, so I throw rocks at his house. Yeah, we're gonna have to cut that out because I mean, yeah. <laughs> should should like, someone from his camp actually hear this? Whatever. But um, apparently he's got. I can't. I can't that. reach it. I You're mean, the guy, the, guy, yeah. the guy lives in a friggin' you know mansion. I can't with my pathetic little arm. I mean, barely gets past a few trees that are right there. <laughs> That's true. I played catch with you, and oh, okay. <laughs> you throw like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> the ball never gets to me. <laughs> See, so there, ha ha. You can't win. Somebody's gonna be like, I knew I heard a knocking noise on the window. Every Bon Jovi song, he's trying to replicate the success he had 20 years ago, Living on a Prayer, and that's it. Yeah. It's the same song he's released for the past 10 years. The first single is the same song exactly. he released 10 years ago. He's exactly. doing something like the uh, Work for the Working Man tour or something no, like here, that right No, here now. are the first... Oh, please. Oh, God. Yeah, right now, single. which is, yeah. The first three songs on the new album, the one that came out last year, this album, The Circle, just the titles made me sick, because they're When We Were Beautiful, Working for the Working Man, and We Weren't Born to Follow. Kill Everything yourself, about Johnny. those three titles sucks <laughs> because there's nothing about Bon Jovi that makes you believe any of those. Yeah. Oh, they're from Jersey. They, you're, you're not a blue collar yeah, guy. You're from not Cerebral really anymore. Exactly. The dude has yeah. never worked. You in never a had a fucking factory. summer job once, yeah. dude. Really? Yeah. You're not exactly. working in a factory in Saraville. Yeah. You're not struggling. Yeah, there's no smokestack in any place you've ever worked. So nobody believes that you're sticking up for the little man anymore yeah. with your billions of dollars. Yes. So anyway, 80s radio I thought was great because you actually had bands on the radio. And back in the day, my big thing was buying, you know, a, a six-pack of blank cassettes for, you know, $10. Awesome. And recording <laughs> stuff off the radio. Oh, I taped songs off the radio so much, mm -hmm. and it was awesome. You would Andrew's sit with your finger ready on the record button for yeah. when that song came up and hope the DJ to... wasn't going to talk over the intro uh, because yeah. there's always something or the lame. ending they would do that as well yeah Def Leppard's going to pour some sugar on you guys uh, not dude. funny yeah. yeah not funny not cool play the fucking song thank you I mean yes. I'm a little bit younger than you know some of you guys here but I kind of had no all of us <laughs> yeah, all of you yes He's a trying baby. to be modest but you know right. but like as a kid I wasn't really so into music I mean I was I was a kid I was into superheroes and you know Movies and everything else. Music was kind of like whatever I heard was kind of, I only, you know, my favorite song when I was four was Billy Idol's Money Money. That was like whenever I hear a song to this day, it kind of like little spark, you know, I kind of hear it a little bit. And, you know. Well, that's something really primal because anything a kid hears, I think they lock into it just because it's catchy or it has some kind of beat you can move to. Not Hence that little kids Disney music. Oh, absolutely. Well, I was tortured with everything as a kid. Like, I, had two older, I have two older stepsisters, so... Late 80s, I had Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, and you know everybody's favorite new kids on the block, and I had to yeah. them, so. Nice. But they also had bounced out. I mean, they had good Bon Jovi, but I you know we just went off on a tangent about how you know sucky he is now. But like back in the day, he did you know. He got oh, but as a note, I didn't like the Keep the Faith album. Yeah, which is the one from '91. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, and the Blaze of Glory. Oh, well, what was it? Um, the single. Young from, Goes Two soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, that can kiss my ass. Oh uh, yeah, that, he did that himself, <laughs> right? It was just John Bon. Yeah, I did that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? He had to because it was such a departure from the way Bon Jovi sounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's another major issue I have. 
John, if you're listening, please, please, please. We get it. You're from New Jersey as much as you don't like anything about it. But stop singing about being a cowboy. There's nothing about being in New Jersey. I don't want to hear ride, cowboy, ride. I don't want to hear, I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. That was good. That was good. I can do a great Bon Jovi. I'm a fan. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You don't want to hear my version of uh, You Give Love a this. Bad Name. Don't yes. please. <laughs> what? We're going to make a page. There's got to be a like does Bon Jovi. <laughs> No, but like they also had Guns N' Roses, which at the time were you know the irk, like every parent in the world was kind of like take me down to the party. Frightened of Guns yes. N' Roses. Frightened. Oh my god! Oh my god! god. I remember oh, yes. wanting to buy the the vinyl record of that so badly. There's a music shop. Appetite for Destruction. Yes. Look at that cover though. That cover is an amazing. It's awesome. It yeah. really is. Have you seen the uncensored one with the girl who just gotten raped? It's art. It's not a real picture. No. Holy shit! I've only ever seen the black kind of cover. Aliens. It's fucked up. Really? Yeah, well, it's Whoa. no wonder they didn't put it out. But, I mean, what they did <laughs> no, no, use, the I... cross with the you know, skull heads for every yeah, yeah. member of the band. Oh, amazing. That's one thing, too, man. At least the album covers were cool. Even on, like Motley Crue, the Dr. Feelgood album looked badass. Yeah. No, that cover yeah. looked great. That's when, that's in the Dr. days. Dr. Feelgood was a great song. I love that single. I like a lot that of That honestly was a really strong album, even if you don't like Motley Crue. I would recommend yeah. that because it did have some good tunes. Again, that was like their best. Last, it was fun. You know, their last yeah. ditch yeah, effort. Yeah, yeah. Like their yeah. best oh, definitely. Album. Rock. Since, you know, and that was, well, you know what? They all got clean. They'd all just gotten out of rehab because uh, the only yes. one who was clean prior to that was Girls, 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 and just Vince Neil was clean. So you well, know, the rest that, of the band was. Wasn't yeah. that when he like got in the car accident and killed somebody else? Like that was the only reason. Yeah, why he was I clean think for that was while. right after they did Theater of Pain. He got in the yeah. accident. And did you see Vince Neil's new album that just came out? It's called like Tattoos and Tequila. So yeah, I have it. it looks great under. What, my, what the, the hell is that? It looks great under my mug of tea. But like at that time, that's all I was exposed to. I mean, like. And the only album I actually had, and I'm embarrassed, well, not really embarrassed to say, like, as a kid, you know, I was, again, I was five years old when, you know, I had my first, I guess, exposure to music. I had the Ninja Turtles album from Pizza Hut when they were, yes, you know, yes, oh, yes, yes. Uh, cassette. I burned up more batteries, Listen Turtle to that Power, man. <laughs> oh, my God. But that was it. Like, and that Splinter's was my tune was badass. To music. Yes. But anything, you know, my parents didn't have, and their cars didn't have a, even a tape deck. Like, their cars were older than, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, there were yeah. seventy models by yes. then, yeah. probably. You know? yeah. So they Brushed probably they just they just crap, had the analog, so. you know, analog FM. Mm-hmm. When we got like when my mom got a minivan, we got a digital, you know. No. So I mean, but still Ooh. the tape deck. I mean, that's how you know great that was. It means you could actually get a static free signal when you dialed mm-hmm. in a radio station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. I dreamed of that when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever yeah. I had to listen to, I was. That was it. That was my only exposure to music. But I didn't really like it was, you know, I listened in the car. You know, I wouldn't really have like a favorite song per se, but I would, you know, whatever was on, you know, I had no choice. I had to listen to it. And, you know, I really didn't get into music until later into my early to mid teens, like to find my own like musical, like my own musical identity, I guess you could say. In my early teens, again, I was interested in other things. I had other, mo- I was interested in girls. Yeah. Yeah. Girls. I had, I had other interests and stuff like that. What other magazines behind the counter at Krausers? Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Why yes. are they blanked halfway up? Why don't I only see the girl's head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? Why are those wrapped in cellophane? What kind of comic book is that? It's not a comic book joke. <laughs> yeah. Why are there bunnies on them? Nerdy. Who said that? Hey, Dad older. has some of these under his bed. <laughs> <laughs> he what? They're dusty. <laughs> Dad, what are you taking in the bathroom with you? Reading material, son. <laughs> Dad, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm reading. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even yep. in my teens, my only music exposure was like, and it was Total Request Live. Whatever was on there, I mean, ah, with Carson Daly, R L. Yes. And I would only like. I want it that way. No, I don't. <laughs> no, my friends. I still. I had. Oh, no, I don't want it that way at all. Still. I'm going to be impersonating everybody who's ever had a hit song I don't like. By the way, <laughs> Will Smith up this there. This is clearly the. Oh, I refuse. Andrew. Refuse to rap. Do you remember that time where they sent around that chain letter yes. on AOL yes. and we got them to play um, that New Kids on the Block song? Yeah, the and right stuff. Dave Holmes it? was so pissed off yeah. that it actually worked. Cut the video short. They had to play it. Yeah. That's how it worked. They didn't have a choice, and they, they actually cut it cut it short. And he, saw, was he was like, something like, I can't believe like, this actually got yeah. on the number one spot. He's like, you jackasses, are you happy? <laughs> and, uh, I guarantee everyone was pretty happy. <laughs> we did. Accurate. What was pretty that? Happy with was themselves. that freshman year for us or sophomore? Uh, one, was, one of the two. I think it was, it was, yeah, freshman. It was the beginning of high school. When it, it was at the peak of popularity. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah that's they right. had to play it, and it was just so goddamn funny. <laughs> we <laughs> actually TV. sabotaged MTV. Yeah. Hooray for us. <laughs> the power of the chain letter. Exactly. Circa 1990 something. The email. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, Ryan, what got you into listening to music, like, really to the point where you decided to start going to shows and all that good stuff? Yeah, because you've probably seen more um, shows than... Oh, uh, not more than me. No, not no, more than, you're, not you're more than Chris. To me. But, definitely oh, yeah. second. Definitely second. He uh, hasn't yeah, seen more than me. I've seen a couple hundred bands uh, live over, I guess, ten years ago into concerts. And um, I guess uh, that the... Bands that got me really into music are probably Jimmy World's, uh, the yeah, Ataris, you were a big fan like of really, really. They're they're my favorite modern bands. Uh, Jimmy Eat World definitely. Uh, anything and very nice guys, by the way, just to give them credit because I met them when I was living out in California. Did you really? Yeah. They, oh, I never told you that. No. They did an in store when um, Chase This Light came out. They were actually at Best Buy in West Hollywood, and I went there to meet them. Sped over from Burbank in like the middle of my class day because I had class that day, and I think I had like an hour an hour break or something and sat in traffic and went over there and I was shocked because I'm like it's in West Hollywood and that plaza is always loaded it's a plaza with a giant parking garage like a two or three floor parking garage underground and it's basically made up of a Best Buy and a Target so it's always loaded with people oh, and yeah. the four guys from Jimmy World are sitting there and there was no one there oh, that's and I went up there and I, I, love, the, I love the album it kind of got some people got mad at it, and I saw some criticism because it was really commercial. But I mean, it was just really catchy, and at yeah. the same time, that's those the way are guys, they've, they've always been. The musicianship is fantastic. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a departure for them. Like people picked up what was the single off that Big Casino, yeah, which, which is, I thought was a great song. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I still listen to that song. That's one of the songs that and they I have on my playlist our great on the state. gym. Yeah, they, they do. do. They um, do. But anyway, yeah, I did. You know, I didn't want to. Even though there's no one waiting, I didn't want to take up time. But I just chatted with them for a couple minutes. But really, really nice guys. I would imagine so. so. Just a little yeah, shout out for them. Yeah. You know, Jimmy World, you guys are very, very cool. And I'm sorry I didn't see your show at the Wiltern the night before, which I believe oh. I apologize <laughs> to them in person for. I'm sorry I had class last night. But yeah, I've, I've seen them a few times in concert and always, always an amazing show. Yeah, I believe no it. When what. they, oh, I would have loved to have seen, I think it was the last show of Green Day's American Idiot Tour when they played a giant stadium and Jimmy World opened. That would have been great. Actually, I saw that that tour when they opened. Really? Yeah. Oh, that would have been really, really and cool. I know who went there. For very Eric, long. Eric from work actually went to that show. Yeah. He said yeah. Jimmy World wasn't that great, but I still would have liked uh, yeah, to see Yeah, they were opening. They didn't get to play for very long. It was maybe a half an hour that they, oh, that sure. they were on stage. I'm sure. That's I would have preferred to see them for to longer than Green Day, actually, to be honest with you. Well, mm-hmm. it was the American Idiot tour, so. Oh, yeah. Green you got to remember, Green Day was the biggest band on the planet. They really were. And at the time, so they were playing. They must have been playing for like two hours or something because the American yeah. Idiot album. They and that was much played the entire thing of. That was a very very good album, but it got beaten to a bloody pulp, and it it really needed to go away. But now it's back on Broadway. Oh fuck! Of course. Oh. oh, yeah. You're not Pete Townsend, Billy Joe. See, now we're just going to pick apart successful musicians. Because oh. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll let Tiger continue because I mean he forgot about his favorite band, Muse. <laughs> oh, Muse, that yeah, best best live show I've ever seen. They're not my I favorite bands, but uh, as far as the the live set, best I've ever seen out of any band that I've ever seen. Badass, absolutely. I do love the Resistance album. That was really good. That's why I bought that yeah. the day. I think it was the day you guys moved into this apartment. Yeah, I know. I was listening to that on the drive. That and the Wild Hearts album had come out like a month before, and I was still listening to that daily. I bought yeah because I think I bought that like a week later. The Resistance mm-hmm. album because I heard about I was watching the I think the one video I have it. I know I have it right no I, I know you have it too <clears throat> yeah we need to go see them at Wembley we need to go to their home turf because uh, oh, I was definitely. watching the live concert Wembley. that they shot there yeah and the, they just the blow it up oh, it's gotta be place, amazing it's, it's, it's a, a, I think I think that's just a hometown thing for any oh, band well, really absolutely yeah it is you know, no matter well, who it is I think that's probably the biggest arena though in in Britain it is I would think I don't know I'm gonna say that right now Wembley is Wembley Wembley Arena. Yeah, okay. I believe it's Wembley Arena now. It they, is arena. They, yeah. Okay, because they knocked down, I believe, Wembley Stadium, and mm-hmm. now they've built up Wembley Arena. It's a soccer arena, yeah. isn't it? I think so. I think but there was do. one they yeah. they knocked down. Oh, that's another reason to hate on Bon Jovi. All right, everybody ready for this? Because <laughs> back in two, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Back in 2000, I'm also a haterade. Uh, <laughs> sipping on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, back in in 2000. Now Oasis is also one of my favorite bands, and. They were supposed to play the last show at which Giants. one? Do we figure out it was? Was it, is it currently Wembley Arena or Wembley Stadium? Wembley. Whichever, it's probably well, Wembley whatever. Stadium. They were supposed to play Wembley Stadium because Queen played there in the form. Yeah, so it's okay. got to be Wembley Stadium. All right. Well, the original Wembley venue that got knocked down. Oasis was supposed to be the last band who played there before it got knocked down, and Bon Jovi had to go and ruin that and play after did. they did before they got you know of course knocked down. Oh. Before it got knocked down, rather. Hey, but, look at the biggest brand in Britain. Let's push them over. Exactly. And just sing so they ended up Jersey. Being, they ended up being the last British band to play it. 
Dumb. Wembley, which sucked. Yeah, dumb. Dumb. I think Oasis would have been a better note. Like I can understand totally. Giants. Giants, especially to cr- Bon Jovi finished the Giants. Team. Was Bon Jovi or was it Bruce Bruce Springsteen who I finished think it was Giants? Bruce I think it was Bruce, but no, Bon Jovi had to play the first the shows one, yeah. back because. Right, well, but that makes he's sense, though. I mean, both of the, both the new and the old stadium are in New Jersey. Both of those artists came from New Jersey. It's kind of you're like, oh yeah, you get it. You know, they're the first ones. Yeah, yeah at least they're not like from out. New York. Like every New Yorker who's celebrating that the Super Bowl is going to be held at Giants or I'm sorry, the New Meadowlands Arena, which is in New Jersey, by the way. Yeah. For all you New York football mm-hmm. fans, yeah, exactly. So, but like you know, but that's what I'm saying, like, that, motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, Oasis, Oasis, or any of any British band for that matter should have been the last one to play at Wembley. Should have been, yeah, because that you know they're British. Even yeah. if it, it would, you know, I don't know where Wembley Stadium is, like what town it's in. But that, I think it's in it's in London. Oh, okay. London. Was in yes. be, so Oasis is from London too, aren't they? No, I mean, because um, I Noel Gallagher they, lives in London, but they're from Manchester. They're from they're from Man, Man U. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, not not Man United, Manchester City. Oh, I know. Don't let <laughs> if, if this gets back to Noel Gallagher. I just want to say that I know you like Manchester City, and please don't beat up Andrew if you see him. Hey, I, I don't. I'm not a big soccer <laughs> fan. I'm abusing. sorry. <laughs> we have to get him on here too. Noel Cast. Yeah, okay. Yes. That's gonna be a great one. You'll be jizzing the amazing, entire time. Uh, so will I. I didn't get. See, yeah. I was there. I didn't actually get to meet him, but I did get up close to him when I saw him do an acoustic show when their Stop the Clocks album came out. That was pretty badass. That was in California as well. I didn't actually get to talk to him or have him sign anything, but I have a couple of phone videos. Nice. From him signing autographs. He was very cool. He didn't really speak to anybody, but he at least came out and signed shit and all that. Oh, well, there's actually another Oasis Bon Jovi story. Is anybody interested in hearing that? Absolutely. Okay, so back Tell in it. 1994, <laughs> when Oasis got their first write-up in Rolling Stone. Was that for Morning Glory or? No, 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 for definitely maybe their first album. Because it was the fastest, at that time, was the fastest selling debut album in British history. Wow. So, yeah. So Beating the Beatles. Morning Glory. Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, as far as I know, the Arctic Monkeys beat that. I believe they outsold the Ar- it, or they sold more in a shorter period of time. The Arctic, the Arctic Monkeys. Monkeys. You've heard of them, haven't you? No, no. Not unless you name a song that I'm familiar with. I bet you look pretty good on the dance floor. You couldn't escape that song four years ago. That's true. Yeah, you, you would recognize know that too? it if you heard it. If you heard uh, it, you yeah, probably I, would. I'm, I'm, it's, I don't dislike them, but, but they're all right. I still, obviously, much more favor Oasis. Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> well, getting back to the story, so Bon Jovi was doing, you know, some bullshit. Up at this, they were actually Oasis was going to be performing on a TV show that night, and Bon Jovi comes in the dressing room with a copy of Rolling Stone. Hey, you guys are Oasis, right? And this is a story, by the way, as told by Noel Gallagher. I'm pretty much paraphrasing it. And they said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, I just I just read about you in Rolling Stone. You know, you guys got a rep in Rolling Stone." And he tosses the magazine to Liam Gallagher, and he says, "Well, when you go to the states, you can tell them that bon, John Bon Jovi gave you your first copy of Rolling Stone." And he leaves the room. Liam Gallagher turns to the rest of the band, goes, "Who's he?" <laughs> I brilliant. thought that was brilliant because yes. Liam Gallagher is like twenty twenty one, so yeah. thankfully he probably missed out on the whole hair metal state, late eighties yeah. Bon Jovi reign. That's but, um, great. Again, just plays into everything I know. I, see anyone in my world who has, because I, I do know a few people personally who have firsthand interacted with John Bon Jovi, and everything I've heard is that he's just a self important. Yeah, you guys know I, he's. I I think I told you this. He actually is my cousin. I think I did. Get out! <laughs> no, <I believe laughs> wow, no, look at the shack like, you're fired! <laughs> no, there's a whole... No, Gallagher, Ginger, call us. <laughs> We're interested wait, wait, in having you as a fourth wait, no, voice. Explain this, Are no, you, you fucking didn't... kidding me? I thought I told you that. Yeah, no! I fucking no. hate him anyway, so... All right, no, the way all right, that, all right. It, I all told right. you that. Like, you're hired, but it's severely no, reduced pay. I'm not lying, I swear to God. I swear to God. It's like, um... Tell it. There's a whole family... All right. It's kind of a long, lengthy family feud thing. My grandmother. This is uh, let's hope they disowned him for bastardizing right the last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, well, what happened was my grandmother passed away in 1972, okay. and what happened was that she was the bon- the connection to you know she was part of the Bon Jovi family. What happened was a year later, he, he just serious. Ryan just face palmed if you didn't hear it. <laughs> serious. No, what happened was a year later, my grandfather remarried. So the whole family was kind of pissed off that my grandfather remarried so quickly a year later, but he remarried who like my he's still married to my current grandmother right now. He remarried like a, a best friend of his for the past 25 30 years because she just lost her husband a year or two ago and they'd always kind of I guess had that like you can say a connection and just, you know, they married. So there's been like a big kind of family rift over this for the past couple of years where the Bon Jovi's kind of, you know, disassociated themselves from the DeFrancos. I'm totally huh. not making this up. I can see that. Well, yeah. Other than who living was, in New Jersey, he pretty much disassociates himself. I was talking about hasn't New Jersey. Seen him since 19, hadn't seen John since he was a kid in 1972, 1973. He hasn't seen him since. Well, that's awesome. Because, you know, because they were so bitter about what happened, they pretty much just 
broke away yeah. from the family. Wow. But it must be an Italian thing because wow. I don't talk to my father's family either. So it's <laughs> this is flabbergasting. But it is. This, this thing is. was in 1995. My two older stepsisters actually met John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora, and you know Richie Sambora's wife at the time, Heather Locklear. Ah. They went to I guess it was the D, the These Days tour back in '95. They went on stage and they met him, but you know. There's really been no contact since the early 70s with that side of the family and my side of the family. And, you know, back in the day, I guess my family was proud of the success that he had. But and I learned, you know, oh, John Bon Jovi's my cousin. So it's kind of, you know, at the time I thought that was cool. But like, I just don't regardless of the fact that I do have a you know family connection to him. I don't like him. I don't like the way, you know, he carries himself. I don't like the way I understand you're rich. You're famous. You're a rock star. This and that. But to kind of just like. Your whole family to just like cut flaunt. us out flaunt. and just flaunt that, and not only that, like just the way he, I can't stand his whole like. Dude, little, just say it. Get it on mic right now. Yeah, he's, let's he's let's put it asshole. down. He yeah. is an asshole. That's say, the way I, you know. I say I, fuck I, you, cousin. Fuck John you, Jovi. <laughs> fuck you, Jack. How could you keep this from me for so long? <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna make. He's gonna write a song about you. How he may, hates may, the other side I'm of the family. Say, no. <laughs> May I just say I'm gonna have a, I'm, I'm gonna have someone else who's gonna be very excited and at the same time annoyed at what you're saying. I do need to send a message as soon as we're done with this. Ah, the friend's going. mother is a massive Bon Jovi fan. Well, don't and, ask uh, me for tickets because I can't I actually, get them. Uh, so. Which is you know what's funny? Is, I wouldn't take free tickets. I know I someone bon who knows someone who a, knows Bon Jovi actually. Um, my one of my roommates freshman year of college was actually the keyboard player's cousin, David Bryan's cousin. Which was impressive. I didn't believe him when he first told me, but it was apparently a true story. Yeah, apparently, that's, that's my very true story. Very vague six degrees of separation from. Well, it's, John it's, a, it's a small world yeah. in, in some respect because the woman who babysat Bon Jovi back in the day was my aunt. So about wow. that. Wow. <laughs> so what about you, Chris? Do you have a? Yeah. How are I you connected? Everyone's connected to Bon Jovi. Jovi. How are you? Well, I'm connected to Bon Jovi because I am also from New Jersey and a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough for me. I'll yes, take it. Uh, yeah, really. I'll go. I, <laughs> Absolutely. I'll run with that. So. Well, it makes just as much sense as what he puts out there. So what the fuck? I'm going to name an album, New Jersey, but my favorite. You know, like I said. Fair mm-hmm. football team, I believe, is the Steelers, <laughs> and you know he vacations up in the Hamptons, upstate. Well, no, he owns a. Um, he owns a. It's an indoor, indoor, indoor team. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia indoor, indoor, football, indoor team. T- football team. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Nice. yeah. Because that's awesome. New Jersey doesn't have anything. There's like your that. roots. Yeah. yeah, there's no minor mm-hmm. league teams or anything with you know stadiums in uh, our hometown. So yeah. no, but not at all. Nope. No. Even yeah. when I was younger, there was no like, oh, why doesn't he get his tickets? It's like I don't really care. I don't care that he's actually my cousin. Like it was a like it was a small little you know I never used that as a claim to fame even school. Oh, I'm. I, you know, Bon Jovi's my cousin. It's like, who cares? I honestly could care less. I don't like the way, you know, the guy carries himself. I don't like the way, you know, he, like you say, he's for the working man. Bullshit. You never ran a fucking lemonade stand your entire life. You know, I respect what you've done. Yeah, you made a great career out of it. But, you know, really, that whole bitterness thing from your side of the family, fuck you. You know, yeah, my yeah, grandfather seriously. remarried. Yeah, it's tragic. My My grandmother passed away, you know. Back but he married, 70s. from what you're telling me, he, yeah, married, he married a mutual a best friend. friend. Yeah, best yeah. friend he knew since childhood. And how old was he at the time? He was, let me see, he's 83 now. That was 30 years. He was in his early 50s. Yeah, so that's, ex- I would say that. You know, like, Wait, that's you know, 40, no, early 40s. I'm sorry, I can't do math now. Um, <laughs> but, but No, but still, like, he's had children, you know, they've obviously, they, they were old enough to, you know, have their own status in life at that point. It's like, listen, you know, mom passed away and whatever happened, you know. Uh, I've known this woman forever. I wouldn't get mad at my parents if something like that happened. I'd be like, you know, I don't get it. It's like, what do they know? I mean, she lost her husband the year or two before, I want to say, around that time too. You know, they were going through something horrible and traumatic. Losing it'd be, it'd be, a partner, it was more of a being friends, and you yeah. never. They probably they fell. They were. I think they. You know, from what the stories I've heard when they were younger, they loved each other since you know they were you know kids. We're gonna yeah. have renaming this Bon Jovi sucks cast. Yeah. Hey, we are. We really are. <laughs> Just name it suck cast. Totally. <laughs> you give Jersey a, a bad, bad name. name. <laughs> You'll sing it's bad, and your songs are lame. <laughs> you give Jersey a bad name. A bad name. You give by a name. Nice. Suck on that, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Kiss my furry, muscular ass. No, but like that whole. Don't get gum out. They had gone through. Like you're saying, Andrew, it is an it it has to be an Italian trait. No offense to anybody, you know, like 
but it has to be a trait like that. That you know that bitterness never that deep seated. It's a grudge. It's almost a grudge. Yeah. 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 It's and it's family. I mean, I understand he went through something traumatic, but that's no way, no reason to cut somebody out. You know, not for not from the circumstances you're saying. I mean, like. If something had gone on, like, you know, he cheated on her, blah, 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 that's one thing. But, like, yeah. if you're saying, like, your grandmother passed away and then this this woman's uh, husband passed away after a certain amount of time, they're 40, 50 years old at that point, I, I don't see a problem. No. You know, the children were grown up. My dad was 19 when my grandmother passed away. My aunt was about seven, 16, 17. They were, you know, yeah, mature so. enough to, you know, it wasn't like they had, you know four or five year olds and he wasn't like it wasn't even like they had like something stupid like a, a secret family or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, extent yeah. of you know craziness he remarried he was heartbroken oh, well. oh, and well. she comforted him the same way he probably comforted her you know there's no reason to harbor so fuck you Bon Jovi because yeah. you don't understand real love yeah. listen oh living on a prayer living on a prayer I love girls <laughs> fuck well, off yeah, yeah during these days he, he understood love because yeah, he was because going he, through some trouble high school yeah. sweetheart finally who he married I don't know if he's still married yeah. to her but yeah I think she left him for a while because she found he just. And here's another douchiness thing of Bon Jovi. A couple years ago, when <laughs> we're he gonna have to rename this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't music cast at all. No, Bon Jovi hating cast. Um, yeah. Haterade. <laughs> <laughs> Sip on that juice. <laughs> we are. We have actually nicknamed. We, we have nicknamed this apartment uh, as uh, H for Hate Studios because they do. Andrew and Veronica do live in apartment H. Yeah. yeah. So like, wow, there you wow. go. He goes to the Monmouth University and gives a commencement speech. You never fucking went to college, asshole. Like, yeah. what have you? You know, do you know how to read even? Like, <laughs> you know, no, he, he's got he a, a, a six string on his back. Vote for Obama. Woo! Woo! Another thing. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that, who to that's polycast, and that's yeah. for later. And we weren't born to follow. Yeah, we were, because that's all those people fucking did. But that's another cast. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Personally, I don't care who he endorses. It doesn't make him any smarter or dumber, in my opinion. But mm. Then that's a good point, too. Just shows yeah, his cheapness. it, though. Yeah. Absolutely. That goes for all artists, Write songs that mean something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or just retire now. We get it. Yeah, yeah, we that's get even it. better. Just yeah. phone it in, man. Just do hits. Don't do any new yeah. music. Bon Jovi just rehashing. Summer 2010. Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> right, now. Oh, no, <laughs> right now. Right now. Billion dollars. Then cash in in five yeah. years, like everybody else. Which, by hits the way, albums. but and Jack, I know you'll be very excited about this. But I actually, read there was an interview at Slash Connor recently that said he would not be opposed at this point to a Guns N' Roses reunion. Why not? Wow. That'd be pretty cool. That'd Who knows great. if Axl Rose would go for it? Well, the one personally, I go. Yeah, well, Axel I would totally Rose go. Would probably say, no, Guns N' Roses is still together. Because that's not still, Guns N' Roses. No, that's, that's Axl Rose, yeah. Rose Band. That's yeah. Axl Rose Band or, or, or a decent Guns N' Roses tribute band. Because the guitar <laughs> player is actually good. Bumblefoot, oh. a.k.a. Ron Fall, is actually a friend of the man who used to be my um, guitar instructor. And uh, he, ha- he is actually a really cool guy and a really great player. But Doesn't otherwise, it's still not Guns N' Roses. Does he use a fretless no. guitar? He does. I don't think he uses it in Guns N' Roses. Uh. Or the whatever, Slash's whatever one condition for the reunion is that Axel would have to get rid of the dreadlocks. Uh, you know yeah. what? I'll back That's him on that. He would not budge on that. Mm. Well, that just makes sense. It does. Yeah. <laughs> he should get rid of the dreadlocks before he gets out in public. Yeah, someone, someone get some uh, some fire going in that oxygen tent. <laughs> Burn it off. It wasn't cool in 2002 when that was in, Axel. Just please. Yeah. Yeah, just get rid of it. Stop yeah. touring. Call the guys. Get the real band back together. Cash. I'd have more respect for them if ever. Seriously, that's the thing I can't stand about all the mudslinging and all that. When bands eventually get back together, anyway. Like the biggest laugh for me was last summer when Creed got back together. Because yeah. <laughs> as terrible as they are, Scott Stapp and Mark Tremonti just kept mudslinging each other in every interview, every oh, yeah. magazine. Yeah, yeah, never yeah. get back together. Whenever da, 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 da. and then what they do? They go on a big tour and record a new album together. It's like what the fuck, man. I'd have more respect for these bands if they take a break or take a hiatus. Or they just keep their mouths shut, and then five years later, they sign an $800 million reunion tour deal. Yeah. Just do that. I have much yeah. more respect if it's like, in a, right, in we're a way, doing it for the money, in that's a, fine. In a way, or that's we're doing it because people want to see it. That's at least why Kiss are still doing it. In, in a way, that's kind of well, what Scott uh, self-important. System of a Down did, is that, um, I mean, they don't hate each other or anything, but you know, Serge Tankian's doing his own vocal thing. And, um, yeah, and, and um, what's his name? Darren Scars do, on Broadway. Scars on Broadway. Mm-hmm. and I mean, They don't hate each other, they're just doing their side projects. Yeah, they turn around and say, oh, yeah, you know. We're a new metal band that lasted 10 years. That's a long time for us. I mean, what, how many albums they put out? Six? Something like that? Five or six albums? Four, I got. I mean, still this album was all leftovers. But I mean, otherwise... I love it was, that album, though, but... <laughs> yeah. No, Ch- Chicken, Chicken Stew is a great song. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to cover that. But I mean, they don't... They but get back together as... 
uh, what was the other one? Mesmerized, was hypnotized. The first hypnotized. I wasn't a fan of hypnotized. The first of the two great. that came out was mesmerized. amazing. Mesmerized. Was, B-I- was B-I-O-B. the first one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Dan and I used to listen to that and all I the time. Hated, and play Mario Kart. Double hated dash. them with a passion before that album, but it blew yeah, me, me away. Yeah, me too. The first one. I wasn't a fan of Toxicity. Was, I wasn't a fan oh, of I love Toxicity. Album. I thought that was a great album. I don't again, know. it goes back to my whole... Maybe I'll have to listen to it again, but you, when it came out, everybody I knew listened to it, and I just mm. never got into it. I didn't dislike it because everybody listened to it. But it goes back to the bad brains thing, like Dan said. It, it so much is. It is. It's, it's a lot bad of bad brains. brains and a lot of dead Kennedys. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I don't understand why they don't quote them as their you know musical influences, because after listening but to he, that... But he names... Like, Darren names Def Leppard as an influence. Yeah. Like, VH1 did a Pyromania documentary... A and couple of years ago. Darren was on it? Darren was on it, saying like how huge he was into that album when he was a kid. It really opened him up to rock and all that, because at that time, I continue to be impressed by Def Leppard and everything they did accomplish in their career, because in 83, when Pyromania came out, it was the first real like rock record to you know, break the whole a big fucking new wave year, thing apparently. open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we Metallica. Born. Look at the bands yeah, who were I know, We the, were born. Yeah, we um, came into this glorious <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah. You know, Metalli- Metallica came around. If you want to think, you know, me- I'm pretty sure Megadeth But also. even as far as commercial success, I mean, Pyromania was locked behind Thriller for something like, like a year 10 months out of the year. Like, it was yeah. a ridiculous amount of time. It's fucking It was impressive. locked at number two. Yeah, and I mean yeah. that's amazing, and it, holds and it still up to sells. This day. Yeah, it's it still, still sells huge. Is... And Halford even gives it credit, and he's just like, it really helped to put rock music back on the map when bands like Priest were struggling because that was after I New mean, years British. after British Steel. British Steel yeah. was yeah, the last one was Screaming for Vengeance, I think. Was Screaming for Vengeance yeah, was eighty two. When when it, what was Painkiller was nineties, wasn't it? Painkiller, I'm going to say, was eighty eight, eighty nine. Really? Yeah, it was. That, but I mean, at that point, metal was kind of on the rise again, oh, so they were able to get yeah. a little more thrashy in that album. I still do well, love that album. Oh, I absolutely and enjoy I that from front to back. And just Painkiller overall is just a badass song. It is. Yeah. I'm more of a Nightcrawler, or yeah, yeah, Nightcrawler, Night, Nightcrawler, yeah, that. yeah, I love it. That's actually Rob Halford's favorite tune. Every song is Painkiller, yeah. Painkiller. Well, so he said on that metal show, eh. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it from him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, he's just you know the singer and all. Yeah, really, he's just <laughs> yeah. the singer for Judas Priest. <laughs> but getting back to that, yeah, it's really impressive how Def Leppard came out with that album, Pyromania in 1983. Became like a rock band who started out playing... I mean, that, that Pyromania tour, they played... If I get my information correct, I hope I do, because I've certainly heard it enough. They started out the Pyromania tour playing the Marquee Club in London, which is about 800 people. And about a year later, they finished off that tour playing Jack Murphy Stadium, which is 55,000 people. Wow. I think you're right. I remember I mean, that from the you, special. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. That's amazing for a year and for an album, especially a rock band, to come out around that time. Because it's not like, I mean, I had a friend who was telling me, you know, well, the only time I heard Iron Maiden was if there was a video on MTV or something like that. Yeah, but they didn't get the airplay of. They still don't. Uh, of some, No. I hate that. Not, not compared to other bands who were played in the 80s. I mean, you wouldn't get an Iron Maiden video played, even as much as a Def Leppard video. So for. A rock band, a real rock band, as in guys who grew up together and all that, to go that far and sell. I mean, that album's now passed over ten million. So now they have two Diamond Awards because. I think. I mean, it's over. It's over fifteen million. It's got to be close to like eighteen by now. Yeah. It was fifteen million by like the end of the nineties. That must have sold a ton. But sadly, they're not touring this summer. I was really hoping they were because mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in a couple of years now. And that's great. Another testament. Two thousand. No, like, five years ago, I saw them at the Borgata. Okay. Another testament for them in that time period, like 1983 to 1988, to come back with two back-to-back albums five years apart, that strong. Four, each. actually. What? Hysteria was 87. Oh, four, yes, I'm sorry. Um, it's all right. <laughs> it's like the commercial success really yes. kind of hit in 88. Hit when the it show. Hit, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Pour Some Sugar, Sugar On Me went to out, radio. That thing just flew off. You know. That was ridiculous. They shifted in. Now, again, I know you don't like Def Leppard, Andrew. But, I mean, it's, you got to at least not? appreciate no, the merits of the amazing. band. And I, I know you do. No, 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 no. He just doesn't like the music. <laughs> no, as I much as you like... love the production, and I still insist you watch the, his, the classic albums, the stereo documentary, because from a production standpoint, it is pretty fascinating. But, I mean, for Pour Some Sugar, I mean, based on the strength of one song, they sold four million albums in three months after that went to radio. Wow. I mean, that's, a, that's incredible. Yeah, no, that there aren't is... many bands who've done that. No, 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 I no. I mean, no. That's, that's a unit-shifting song. I mean, it, that's when they sold singles. Yeah. So it's not as if somebody uh, couldn't have just bought you know, the cassette that? or yeah. I don't know if they had CD singles back then. I Probably. I think so. I do have a couple of Hysteria era yeah. CD well, singles. The well, it's probably the, the big the packages 80s, and everything. Right? No, well, they, they did vinyl, CD, and cassette singles. So, I mean, someone could have just bought Pour Some Sugar on me, but for the album Hysteria to sell on the strength of that, I mean, I know the first single in America was Women. The first one released everywhere else was Animal. Yeah. And Animal um, went number one in, in the UK. In the UK. Yeah. It was their first UK number one. 
I mean, huge. I mean, again, I know you don't. I know you're not a fan of the music, but I mean, like, it's just those guys really. And to come back with after selling, I think at the time they'd sold seven or eight million for Pyromania, and everybody told them, you know, well, enjoy it while it lasts because this is it. This is good. This is yeah, gonna yeah, get. Yeah. And for them to come back four years later, no less, and to go through everything they went through too. I mean, oh Rick God! Allen, During and, that you know, four years, him losing his hell. arm and going you through. Know. How does he play now? Because I don't remember. Is he has a drum pit, I think. Like, is still? it? Yeah, he plays like the cymbal and hi hat parts pretty much with his arm. Yeah, and then he does the bass and snare, the kick drum and snare drum parts with his feet. With his I mean, he feet. plays great. When no, you're no, watching no, no, it. I'm not taking anything away from. Him. I'm just wondering. Like, I know, oh, I, know. I know he lost his arm, and I was just wondering, like, how he, how does he compensate? Yeah, he does. I mean, his thing was he he was really he knew he could lock back into the rhythm. It was just a matter of channeling the rhythm information to a different part of his body, which would be his other you know his foot. Other foot yeah. So he you know uses double pedals and as much as ones for the kick drum, ones for the snare drum. Ah. Okay. But to go through all that, I mean, do you know who the original producer was for Hysteria? Again, this is in the no, documentary. Rick, it obviously great. wasn't Rick Rubin, was no. it? No. Oh, no. No, it was before Rick Rubin really. It was probably when American Recordings was just really getting started when he was still doing Slayer and all that. No, but the original producer was Jim Steinman, the guy who wrote Bad Out of Hell. Oh, really? Yeah, what an obscure choice that was, right? Wow. And the funny thing is, he wrote Bad Out of Hell. He didn't produce it. Todd Rundgren produced Bad Out of Hell. So why someone at the record company Wait, thought it was a good Meatloaf idea? Wait, didn't write that? No. He just performed it? Yeah. Wow. Jim Steinman wrote all those songs. Oh, then he's a good goddamn writer. Cause he I is. No, those songs are great, and it is a great album. All right. Well. But, yeah, that didn't last. But they had to sell – they had to buy out his contract because the band just didn't agree with him working there. They pretty much almost had to sell a couple million albums just to pay off Jim Steinman's contract, <laughs> which is crazy on top of the cost of the album. Anyway, they had to sell – I think it was about five million albums to break even from the cost of production for the album. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. I don't, not many bands today sell five million albums. I think American Idiot sold five million, but that was still six years ago now. I don't know if anybody's come close. Long? I think yeah, it was 2004. Uh, I, I'm yeah, gonna that's say that's hard to do now with. I think all the right and digital and yeah. I think all the right reasons such. sold five million. The Nickelback album, Ugh. which I will give them credit for because they kept that album alive, man. Because they kept putting singles out to radio every like I mean, four as to much, six again, months. It, it, it kind of yeah. you know vice versa. You know, I didn't mind that album, actually, but it's just you know you, you can't hate them for what they do. They are roadrunners. Yeah, they are roadrunners. Um. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. They're they're cash cow. That they get uh, the production time is free for them. Totally. That. What's that? They're completely. Oh my god, they so are. They really are. They really really are. Uh, playing them on country stations or something. Yeah, Rockstar yeah, got yeah. played on all sorts of stations. I mean, their singles yeah. got played. And their on, newest like, single too. Whatever stations. the name. Is. Afternoon. This yeah. afternoon. Whatever. It sucks. Whatever. Love until that's something in your mouth for shit. Now the biggest crime about that whole album is because after it wasn't after Hysteria, Brian Adams' album, Waking Up the Neighbors, I think nice. off the top of my head yeah was the last album produced by mutt lang who produced pyromania hysteria for def leppard also produced highway to hell back in black and for those about to rock for acdc he's got a produced, fucking track record he's produced foreigner four and then he met and married shania twain and exclusively produced her albums for a while which is why her songs were played everywhere because obviously the guy can write and produce yeah. the hell out of an album and a song and she's cute so, yeah. Well, you know, if you were married to her, would you be focusing on her? Because I sure as hell would. <laughs> Especially 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not the same thing against she was, her now. She was fine. Yeah. Getting back to now working with real bands, since he's now divorced from Shania Twain, who's the first rock band he goes to work with? Nickelback. And mm. I don't know if he produced something in your mouth. Or whatever. I hope not. I hope not. But he did work on a couple songs for that album, and I was pretty appalled. I know Ryan will be happy about this, but he's actually right now working with Maroon 5 on their next album, which I think is another sad choice. Because uh, well, it's just, yeah. when you work, think about it, Foreigner, ACDC, Def Leppard, Brian Adams, you work with all rock bands. And uh, well, Get, uh, Pick a fucking rock band no, who's no, going to sell no some records out there, who's not so working at their not a lot of, peak. Uh, you know. That's true. Nickel, I mean, uh, I guess you have to the agree. Pool Nick, is pretty Nickelback right now is the rock band. I suppose so. Yeah. As much as you day. may not like, until we day. come along and break the fucking doors down, mm-hmm. hey, please listen, do. I'm Runway put it out there now. Somebody Runway. has to. Exactly. We need more on the radio than nickel rock and dance hall garbage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's no bands. Well, I was out with a friend of mine today, touring around the Monmouth University campus. There, we looked at the radio station because this was back to the radio DJ conversation she was having with me. And one of the signs they had for the radio station said, modern rock with an edge. And I immediately called bullshit on that sign. I was just like, there is no edge to modern rock. It's no. all vanilla. It's all neutral. It's all yeah. safe. Yes. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's radio safe. Exactly. Everything. There needs Parents to be... Parents can buy these records for their eight-year-old kids. And we'll kids. listen to them with their kids. Yeah. And then the songs end up on Kids Bop. 
Yeah. yeah. Why the fuck was uh, photographed by Nickelback and Boulevard of Broken Dreams on Kids Bop? Yeah. Kids yeah. singing these songs? Are you again a reason why I again, parents? Again, a reason why I kind of cling to metal because kids will not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got a good point. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know. My, you know, I know hey, you're I, not fans. I'm but not going to knock it. Well, yeah. we're not going to hear El Dorado, the, the new Iron Maiden single. Don't go to the dark side. That's you know, really. <laughs> <laughs> Kids no. Bob, stay yeah. away. Yeah. Go to the dark side. The dark side has metal. Yeah, we have cookies. <laughs> cookies well, and too. metal. Yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> See, Sometimes that's all it takes. Uh, By the way, the countdown is now T minus five days until. Andrew and I go to New York City to get our medal on. Yes. yes. We're going to Madison Square Garden to see the sold-out show of Iron Maiden, Maiden and Dream Theater. with Dream Theater opening. Yes. And Andrew's never seen either band. Nope. I've seen Dream Theater six times, and I've seen Iron Maiden three times. I'm going to need a five-gallon bucket. Yeah, for we're going to need a jizz bucket for Andrew. Because and it's going to be plus ten days until they actually get back. <laughs> <laughs> what I well, tell you, we're still at the Opeth show. It starts yeah. Monday at 8. Dream Theater's opening, so Iron Maiden will be going around around Thursday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Dream Theater's uh, going to play selections from their last three albums <laughs> where every song is 13 hours long. Shut up. Each you song is a documentary Jesus. in and of itself. Oh, Christ. About each member of the band. Dream Theater was a favorite band of mine for a while, but their last three albums were, I thought were all stinkers. They were a favorite of mine, though, for... Years. Years, since yeah. I was 17. You're the one who got me really into them. I mean, I downloaded a bunch of stuff, but you're like, no, you got to listen to this one. Listen to this, this album, listen to this album, yeah. yeah. Train of Thought, fucking amazing. I love Train of Thought. That's another one I got ripped on because it was too Metallica, but it doesn't sound like Metallica. It, do, it sounds like Metallica Dream Theater just with a down-tuned guitar. Metallica doesn't have I'm keyboards. I'm intrigued by getting their album next. Cause, like, we will. Well, once you get yes. through Maiden, so we're, we're kind of... Uh, the way, got, the way it's looked at it. until the CD busted. So uh, was, oh, that was your CD player. So pissed off. Or no, your, your disc, actually. Oh, it could have been both. Oh, uh, yeah. When you do get that it. album, you're going to have to take a week off of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're really taking vacation around August, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to soak yeah. in have one to of their Rush CDs that then, week. <laughs> 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 uh, can't wait for that either. Jack That's has yet amazing. to see a real concert, so we're going to see Rush on September 3rd. Well, if you want to think of that way, it would be my first time to see a real concert, No, I don't mean that, because Jack hasn't. He went to see a concert, but it's not like a real band. Yeah. Uh, I have to give credit though. We Andrew and I did go out about two weeks ago to s- go see a local band. I, I made friends with the guitarist. This band called Bind oh, yeah, right, from New same. Jersey, yeah, metal band, and they are good. It was the first show back after five years. They have a MySpace. They are really um, good. They, they do yes, have a MySpace. They do have a MySpace page. Bind from Bind, New Jersey. Yes, Definitely Bind. look them up because they are good. If you enjoy metal anyway, they were really really good. Yeah, and I what enjoy them you even don't more. Look up Bob. <laughs> uh, were we going to out that band? <laughs> I'm saying, well, they might as well be out of the Bob closet. Bob from DC, also yeah. known as POD Light. Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much was. It was bad. Actually, no, I say it's POD Hard because they cursed more. POD Hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, when the only word you can understand in every song is fuck. Yeah, and even the, outside. And the singer's outside bouncing the club. around like he just had a new spine put in and he hasn't figured out how it works yet. <laughs> it was, I'm sorry. It was bad. You can kiss was, my ass as well. Yeah, it was, it was, this dude. is going to be Music Cast 01. Yeah. Cause what we're, sucks. Yeah. We're going <laughs> yeah. to have to name this because there going to be many Music Casts. Oh, yes. Well, that, that, yeah, so that is our primary, one. at least mine, Ryan's, and Chris's yeah, junction in life. All right, everybody. That's a wrap for this week's show. So until next time. This is Jack. This is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Andrew. And you've been listening to the only podcast that matters. (laughs) 